Hello, and welcome to episode 140, 140, yeah. 140. Um, of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. Yeah, we're La, and I'm James, and it seems like we're quickly cre- creeping up on three years worth of episodes. It, it does. I almost said 149, which is why I stopped, because last week was yeah. 139. I was like, <laughs> not, that's not right. Try again. Um, <laughs> so this week, uh, a little like, I don't know, we have down here. Some ranting, some criticism, and then some lighter stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the pre-show, we were gonna make this episode short because I was gonna have to go do work, but uh, well, things we're still changed. gonna make it short, like compared to last week. Yeah, yeah, like Homer's The Odyssey is short compared to last week. <laughs> War and Peace. People War seem and Peace to really is enjoy one. four hours of us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't do that too often. Like I was catching up on sleep on Sunday. Like I was yeah. still messed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'm still catching up on sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so if you would like to get at us, you can find us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can also find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us show at Casual Tryhard MTG dot com. Uh, we also have our Discord. Uh, Discord is probably the quickest way to get at us. Um, there's a link in the description. There's a link on our social media. We've had a lot of new people jump into discord lately. So if you haven't yet hop on over there. Um, I know I had some people asking for arena codes. I think they're all gone. I haven't given any out yet, but there's like four people in queue and I think I have exactly four. So sorry. Um, I guess a lot of events didn't fire at our LGS and people just kind of bought kits and took them home, which means that I don't get the codes. So yeah. I mean, our, our LGS was running the events even differently. It was like, if four of you show up, you couldn't run yeah. your own little mini tournament. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I guess like nobody showed up at all on Sunday. Oh, geez. Yeah. So. Rough time to play Magic in Myrtle Beach. It is. It is. And that I'm... leads us into our first topic. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. It does. So yeah. did we talk about the YouTube? No, I didn't talk about anything else yet, but okay. I, I wanted to get that out there because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Gotcha. Like synergy. Yeah. We do have some more things to plug. Um, our TCG player affiliate link, if you're looking to pick up any singles uh, from... Midnight Hunt from sets that are recently rotating out of standard. If there's anything you want out of uh, Throne, Theros, Ecoria, Core 21, uh, typically right now is the best time to pick that stuff up for your EDH decks, for your modern decks, for your Pioneer decks, whatever you want to do with them. Uh, prices will not be lower than they are probably right now or within the next week. So if you want any of that stuff... We would appreciate it if you used our affiliate link. We got a small cut of whatever you purchase after following that link to help keep the show going. Uh, you can also pre-order all of your Midnight Hunt stuff there as well. Um, and I was just telling Brian at the pre-show, I stumbled across uh, some what seemed to be pretty good deals on the Love Your Game Store promos. They're all really cheap. Like Goblin Guides are 5 bucks. Um, Fable Passages were 5 bucks. Scavenging oozes were a buck. Uh, Dig through time was a buck, I think. That's way cheap for old border foil versions of those staple cards. So head on over to TCG Player, 
dcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Like I said, you'll be helping us out as well as scoring some sweet cards. Uh, we also have our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We would really appreciate it if you threw a couple bucks in the pot. Help keep the show going. Um, we do I do Patreon givebacks uh, usually every other month or so. I've got some cool ones coming up. The end of October, we'll finish up the last round of the last ones that I did. And then um, December, we'll start the next round. And I got something special for you guys, so stay tuned for that. Patrons also get early access to our show notes. I post them the day before the show goes live, so you get a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about. And you get access to our pre-show, which is, you know, we reference it quite a bit when we're doing the actual show. We kind of expand on some ideas and kind of just hear us jibber-jabber back and forth a little bit, catch up on, you know, what's going on in our lives throughout the week or whatever. And we have YouTube. I posted up a pre-release kit box opening and sealed pool build um that's up there if you're interested in that i also did a box opening video for uh, set boosters for midnight hunt uh that went up already and as soon as i get my hands in the collector box that will go up as well and you made some content for youtube too right yeah i've had uh, my first four midnight hunt drafts now these videos are 100 percent bare bones i recorded it and i put it up so <laughs> I was like, I am not going to do this if I like have to move it to another computer and like edit and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, we're going to do this. So there's, uh, I guess there's been one Saturday, Sunday, one went up today or Monday yeah. and one will go up Tuesday and I'll record my next draft or two. So I'll get some mm-hmm. up there. I don't know exactly what the schedule will be, but it might just be whatever I have time on the weekend to like sit down and do a couple. Uh, yeah, I think I that's will. probably fine. So I think that's a little less polished, but like it's better than them not being there. So how about that? Right. Exactly. So. All right. So this topic kind of sprung from uh, what may or may not have been a like uh, uh, bot Twitter interaction. <laughs> and yeah, um, it was really weird. Yeah. And. Uh, we were talking about just like how magic, how our relationship with magic has changed over the last, uh, I guess, almost three years since we started the podcast. It's like, you know, yeah. I guess it's three years since like the inception of the idea of the podcast right. to like now. Right? Yeah, it's true. Cause we did have, you know, a few months in there where we were, Hadn't really pulled the trigger yet. We had been tossing the idea around, but hadn't done anything. And we weren't sure if this is something we should talk about, but I think that there are probably some of you that are longer-term players that might feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And it might be, like, you know, nice to hear that you're not alone. And there might be some new players who might not kind of understand where we come from sometimes when we talk about the game now. Right. And just kind of like give everyone a frame of reference for like where our head is at with the game and things like that. I think that's an accurate representation of what we want to talk about, right? I think so. Um, I'm also kind of hoping kind of for selfish reasons that we can almost like put a nail in this and like put it to bed because it's something that we have brought up on the show and the pre-show on more than one occasion. And 
it's not really the type of content that I want to put out into the universe because it's a little bit selfish and negative. So it's kind of going to be our thoughts on the matter. And like I said, hopefully we, we don't have to visit this too many more times. <laughs> now you, get, now you get everything out in the open and you watch, we'll get 10,000 downloads on this episode. Then we'll have to be the like negative selfish podcast. Well, I mean, that would certainly be a, a, uh, quote direction for our social media wouldn't it it would it would be a direction <laughs> uh the the all the all dunking on magic all the time uh yeah the last guy that did that it didn't end up so well for who who is that like i was thinking about the guy who played up in uh, canada desolator magic oh jeremy that guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there was there was a guy there was a guy on twitter that like was like a pro who played like face-to-face games it was always like Dunking on stuff, and I haven't seen anything from him for months. Yeah. Oh, God, what was his name? Anyway, what happened to Desolator Magic? Is he just been, like, banished from the interwebs? Well, yeah, he was, like, basically. He has moved on from Magic, and is I think he's doing, like, political commentary now. <laughs> so which... he's, tr- he's just trashing something <laughs> else? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have... he was, like, he was the one that got in trouble for, like, publicly bad-mouthing Sprankle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that was his whole shtick, is he just was negative and bad mouth things just, all the time. Just, he, he's just a miserable person. See, we're gonna talk about like a big faceless corporation, so that that's yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go after like a cosplayer, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so. Where did this whole thing like come from? Like what was what was the genesis for me being like we should do this? Yeah. I don't want to get into like too much of the nitty-gritty. Like you kind of referenced it earlier and I really don't want to say any more about yeah. that. Um but I had made a comment in our own like private chat about how leading up into Midnight Hunt. Like this we were talking about this before Midnight Hunt came out. Like leading up into this release, I felt like the only reason that I played Magic anymore was because I felt like I had to for the show. Like I would find myself playing other games and like feeling guilty. So I'd like open Arena up and get some Arena games in and then decide I wasn't having any fun and do something else instead. Um, I've done a bunch of like random stuff for the show, kind of behind the scenes, like making you know, graphics and promotional materials and, you know, whatever else. And part of that is because I really wasn't having fun playing arena anymore. And, you know, I don't, I don't mean to say that, you know, the show is going anywhere. I, we, I think I can speak for both of us that we both really enjoy doing the show. We enjoy, you know, the back and forth talking about, you know, different magic topics I know I enjoy, you know, the stuff on the back end, building the show and, you know, talking to all you guys and interacting on Discord and answering questions and, you know, all of that stuff. I enjoy doing that. And that's kind of fueling my magic right now. It's just a weird spot for me to be in, having given so much time of my life over the last like five, six, seven years, however long it's been, that, you know, I'm at a point where I'd rather talk about it than do it. Yeah, I mean... You know, you you've been playing Storybrook Brawl 
Yeah. And like enjoying that. And I've been like playing. A lot. That game's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know who developed it, right? Yeah, it was uh, Matt Nass, right? Yeah, Matt Nass and someone else. I forget. It was Nass yeah. and another magic person, which yeah. is kind of how LSV became their VP of marketing. <laughs> uh, like he quit his direwolf job to market that game. Oh, altogether? Yeah, he doesn't work. That. He doesn't work at direwolf anymore. Wow. I think like he. I think he's enjoying the working from home lifestyle. I think it's. I, he like oh. made an announcement that he was leaving direwolf, but hmm. I. But anyway, I don't want like. You know, LSV, the LSV people to come after me, but <laughs> oh, they will. They, oh, they will. <laughs> they will. Let's not get into that. Don't yeah. go to Reddit and type in LSV. It's only going to be sadness. But yeah. and like I've been playing like you know more console games and mm-hmm. just like you know good video games because like at the end of the day, like magic, like is something that's supposed to be like enjoyable, right? And like that had kind of gone away yeah for us so you know that's not like it's not to say that like we still don't enjoy the game but there there have been things that have made it less enjoyable yeah a lot a lot more things that are detracting than yeah attracting yeah yeah and i mean yeah down here right like we have you know jobs and families and Mm -hmm. stuff like magic is not our full-time gig like right if we were so think like both of our careers are pretty demanding like we don't you know just work 40 hours and go home like god that'd be so sweet (laughs) that'd be so sweet wouldn't it yeah like not unfortunately when you're paid for performance yeah you don't have that luxury (laughs) yeah and and when your emails come to your phone in your pocket you're like ah Right. But yeah, you don't have it's not been like this. There's been less time as of late. And we have found that it's like, hey, it's time to unwind. Yeah. Let's do a thing that we're going that I'm going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And that has not been a ton of magic as of late. Yeah. So like we are in a weird spot where like, well, we do the podcast but it's not like it's our only thing. You no, know? it's not even close to the only thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we if if we were getting that like you know arena deckless money, like then yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd be I'd well, be. Uh, although from like I don't listen to their show religiously anymore, but from what I've heard, like their numbers are way down. It 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 is. I haven't like gone to see what their their Patreon was because they used to have up what they what their Patreon subscription was yeah they yeah. were doing they were doing just fine yeah uh but yeah i don't know what it is now but i mean it's the same the same boat that we've been in like you know mm-hmm. we were on a pretty good incline in terms of like listeners and right. like that kind of fell off and we've kind of yeah. stabilized you know we, there are there are about 200 250 uh loyal listeners thank you for your time uh <laughs> Um, I, I think the last couple episodes have actually done a little bit better. I think Ooh. we're we're almost back to like the plateau that we were at. Okay. Um, but I think we plateaued again. I don't think we're growing that much anymore. Well, we'll we'll get there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I figure after three years, we'd have figured it out already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right, like, and it all kind of comes down to, like, I think there's it's a combination of like we have changed right mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which is which is the world odd to has say. changed. Yeah, we have changed. The world has changed. Which again, us changing is kind of odd to say when, like, you know, I started. We started the podcast when I was roughly thirty eight. Right. And it's like <laughs> um, I'm maturing and changing into my forties. Is like I should kind of be like the terrible person I was going to be, but no, no, we're, we're yeah. changing. <laughs> um, and then like magic has really changed. Yeah, and. Um. Like, and even to add something here, like we were talking in the pre-show about a survey you got about, you know, competitive organized play and just like how you interact with, you know, structured events. And I, I haven't seen the survey. You sent it to me so I can take it. But judging by what you were saying about the survey, like they don't have any plans on doing anything again. No, I was going to touch on this a little bit later, but yeah, oh, like... Okay. We can revisit it then. Yeah, we will revisit it. But yeah, there's like the things that drew us to the game, at least based on like what they're surveying, don't Mm -hmm. seem like they're coming back. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So like, I guess what has what has changed? We have here. What's wrong with magic? And it's, you know, (laughs) it can be it can be looking at as what's wrong with magic or like what has changed about magic over the last three years that make it so like when arena first came out i would just sit every night and grind arena like there was there was a week when i wanted to make mythic and Mm -hmm. i figured out how many games i had to win to hit mythic i looked at my win rate win rate and i did the math and i had to do 255 games that week yeah in the last week and i was just like yep we're gonna do 255 games of arena this week because mm-hmm. like that should mathematically get me to mythic and i got there in like 120 or something i ran hot as the sun for a bit right <laughs> i like outperformed my hopes i outperformed my win rate but like i couldn't imagine being like i'm going to sit down and play 255 games of arena because yeah, I, I know i don't that, think i could do that to myself lately yeah in a week i don't think i could do it right yeah. so like what has what has changed that makes it so we don't want to do that well i think that like the shorter list would be what's the same because that's basically just the rules except even some of those have changed so yeah like the the game engine has remained the same yeah everything but else has changed it feels like everything else around yeah. the game and even how the the design of the game pieces has changed yeah so like, like we have like the meta game for like any given format especially arena formats is solved almost instantaneously yeah i would say by the end of this week beginning of next week we're gonna know what the best decks in standard are like it's almost not even worth like burning wild cards until like the end of this week because whatever deck you're trying to brew is there's going to be either a deck that just crushes it or a better version of it on Friday. Yeah. And it's like, well, like you used to get, so like the first week of a new format, you used to just get to like play some stuff, yep. right? You could like show up at your F and M and just play some cards. Yep. Maybe even the second week, right? Because mm-hmm. usually there'd be like one star city. There'd be like a star city event or maybe like a, uh, a GP. Yeah. And then that would start to like settle what the metagame was. And like people would have rough builds of decks yeah. that were 
fine or had some like kernel of an idea. Mm-hmm. But and then you would like figure out really what the good cards were. Yeah. Right. And then that would start to like shape the meta game. Yeah. And now it's just like we're going to play a billion games in the first like seven days of the format and it's going to shake out what is good. And yeah, I'll get, I was just going to say, like even that has changed the game. Like aside from that, absolutely solidifying the meta because that churn is so fast, it incentivizes like different decks than what would otherwise be incentivized. What do you mean by that? Like because the churn is so fast, like it incentivizes, um, like I'm trying to figure out how to put my words together. Um, like aggro decks are typically good, like in the beginning of a format. Yeah. Um, that's even more so, like when arena comes out because, like, you're trying to push so many games through to figure out the meta like that kind of incentivizes an aggro slant on a deck so that you can get more games in fair i was gonna say also like something that has changed is since we don't have those like high dollar high profile like Mm -hmm. weekend events now yeah right there's not the same incentive for a Brad Nelson or a Jerry Thompson to like spend a week or two to like attack the metagame to like, right. There's not a $10,000 incentive for you to win a tournament. Right. Right. Like, I don't know what the like star city online prize support is or the like, or the Hooglandia uh, prize support is. Yeah. Right. But, you you don't have that same like the meta game settles mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem like there's a lot of people or at least a lot of like people that you see pushing on it and like making a new deck yeah where you know at least in older standards you know you would get every couple of weeks there'd be a new deck that popped up mm-hmm. that you well, had to like try I to account that- for I know I had like a really bad way of explaining it, but I think that kind of relates to what I was trying to say though, is that like there's less incentive to, there's more incentive to just jam games and less incentive to like move the meta forward. Like there was definitely a churn in old magic where, you know, you'd have an event and then people would work on a deck that beats that deck for a week and then there'd be an event and it would win and then people would work on a deck that beats that deck for a week and then it would win and it wasn't until the very end of a format that it was like quote solved you know it took weeks and weeks and weeks of people you know playing paper magic and you know some magic online events and stuff to like really get that metagame solidified and now what happens within a week on arena yeah or like you know, they would have the Pro Tour, and the Pro Tour two or three weeks in would set the meta game. Yeah. Right? But then, like, now that this is the meta game, right, there were decks the pros had that beat this deck, but mm-hmm. lost to other decks in that in that meta three weeks in. Mm-hmm. And now they can play that deck that beats the top deck. Yeah. And then that bubbles up to be the top deck, right? Because, right. you know, the, the way that old Magic 
decks got net decked was whatever won this week clearly must be the best deck. Yeah. So now I'm going to play that deck or I've got to spend a week trying to make the deck that beats that deck because I know everyone's just going to take like the top the top finishing deck and make that their deck for the week. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's none of that like there's none of that incentive anymore. Like I said, you, the incentive is to play a bunch of games to get to Mythic. Right. To to have your account break. I mean, uh for <laughs> for, for the glory or whatever. Yeah, but like not even for anything anymore. Yeah, like I don't know like what you're qualifying for or whatever. Yeah. So so that's the first thing. And then we are like we started the podcast right i guess we had a we had a year yeah we had a year before uh before the end times right right and like that really has you know neither one of us are big into magic online right so that has like condensed our magic to standard historic limited and the occasional brawl match yep <laughs> And whatever yeah. random format Wizards decides to throw us. Yeah. And so, like, Standard has not been super healthy over right. the last year. And so that really makes it so you don't want to play... Um, less two years. Less two years. You really don't want to play Standard. Yeah. That kind of pushes you into Historic. And Historic has been... Fine-ish. Random mismatch of like super powerful cards being thrown in. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know random. What's it called? Like just random supplementary products. Yeah. Right, and even like you know, every so often you you see something that's like, "Hey, come play modern," and it's like, "Yeah, none of my modern cards are good anymore." Yeah, I like have actual no idea what modern looks like at this point. I mean, it's monkey and dragon ray chandler. In Merktide yeah. region, it's basically just a uh, a format of supplementary products. Yeah. And so, like, you know, that doesn't feel good. It's like, ooh, I could go play Modern, and it's like, oh, but I need to have bought a bunch of Modern Horizons 2 cards. Right. And, like, that doesn't feel like Modern anymore. Yeah. I need right. all of the Evoke Elementals, and I need yes. Monkeys. And <laughs> yes. So, it just feels like you... Like you've not, there's not been a format to like latch on to and be like, I'm super excited to like play this. Like I look yeah. forward as weird as it sounds to like the midweek magic things. Because mm-hmm. except for when they're like, oh, you could have all the cards in standard. I'm like, oh, I already do. Um, <laughs> right. The, the like, event's not for you, Brian. I clearly it's not. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll go in and get my rewards, yeah. and then slowly back away. Yeah. But. Right, like, I look forward to, like, the, you know, stupid, you know, whatever it's called. Singleton Artisan, whatever. Yeah, like, the Artisan events. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I actually, like, I like the Artisan events. Yeah. But, like, or, like, you know, even the, like, stupid, like, Cascade thing, which I don't know if they've done that much anymore. And they need yeah, to... Yeah, it's been a while since they did we, that one. We, we need to free um, the, like, wacky draft all of your spells cost zero format. <laughs> like that thing was yeah, great. Omniscience draft. Yes. Bring it back. Wizards. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, like, but 
another thing is that like the on top of us being forced into arena and like like you said the arena formats not being fantastic um like now that i mean it's picking back up again so who knows i was going to say now that like the pandemic is subsiding a little bit and people are you know being vaccinated and coming out to events and whatever but i guess that's not even a thing right now um like nothing fires anymore like i've tried to show up over the last couple months for events and like try to get events fired and like nothing happens. I don't know if that's, you know, just a local experience or if that's something that's nationwide or whatever. Like if you guys are having different experiences, please let me know. Like let me know what's going on in your game store. What fires on like a weekly basis? Hop into Discord and let's have a conversation about it because I want to get back to that at some point and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Like none of the old players come around anymore. They've all moved on and done other things. I know you've said on the show before that was it Patrick Sullivan made mm-hmm. the correlation between like games of magic, not just competing with other games, but it competes with like all other activities that you do with your free time. It's movies and going out to eat and having drinks with your friends and going to a car show or going to a carnival or, you know, whatever else you're going to do magic magic's competing with once like the habit has been broken I think people forget about it and it's easier just to, you know, go to the bar on a Friday night instead of FNM or, you know, go see a movie or like, you're not doing that anymore. So like all those people are gone until they decide they want to come back. And yeah. Like, I and don't I mean, know people back. Like we had like, uh, like a year, maybe 15 <laughs> months of just like hard. You can't play magic. Right. Right. And so people had to find something else to do with like their Friday night. And it, you know, probably became yeah. like movie with a significant other or, you know, yeah. video games or whatever other thing. Or like yeah. they really enjoyed arena. And it's like, well, I don't have to like we have an episode. Like, why why should you put on pants? Right. And like, right, maybe a lot of people now just don't feel like it's, you know, worth the like worth the like putting on of pants for whatever pandemic risk is in your area the you know the i'm gonna show up but no one else is going to have put on pants so like i just drove to the game store and nothing happened right and you know hopefully that comes back but yeah it kind of it kind of needs to but yeah yeah, we've just lost we've lost the habit right people have made new habits like it's fine like if you take a month off like if it was Mm -hmm. like two weeks to crush the to 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 what is it flatten the curve yeah all right and then it became that's gonna be two years to watch the curve spiral out of control yeah i mean we're quickly creeping back up on two years yeah which is which is wild but yeah. right like it's it's getting people back in and that's that's hard right. so like you have you know uh like so so formats that that are easily accessible pandemic yeah. kind of murdering every other format yeah know. well i had like one one more thought on that okay and like i had mentioned that like a lot of the old player and i i don't mean old as in like you know 70 year old players or whatever i mean like the guys that we used to play with two years ago you know what i mean yeah um like they're all gone so they're not coming around anymore 
And then like, there are new players. There are, you know, our listeners and people that, you know, are just getting into the game coming off arena or, you know, they really like the D and D set and they're joining us for the first time or whatever, but all they want to do is play commander. Like they, they don't want to play what I'm going to refer to as like the real magic formats. And I'm wondering at, like how much of this is kind of a unfortunate circumstance where when everybody was forced home and like the habit was broken, it just so happened to be the year of commander. And like, that's all the products that were being pushed was these, you know, there's going to be commander decks with every set and we're going to have two commander focused formats and, or releases. And we're going to reprint a whole bunch of cards. So the commander cards are easier to get and commander, 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 like all these celebrities are playing commander now, like all Post of Malone. Well, yeah. And the guy from True Blood or whatever is like playing Commander, and oh, man, I, I wonder how True much. Guy. Yeah, the I forget his name. He's like a D and D guy too. Okay, we will call him um, Sexy Vampire. Yeah. Well, no, he he was a werewolf, I think. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> like they all play Commander though. So like all of these new players that you're trying to onboard to the game have been force fed commander because that's what was happening at the time and that's what all these other people are playing but like nobody's playing anything else and i think there's also like what was the only thing that was happening locally during the pandemic it was commander yeah right people were still getting together to play commander wherever and that is like that wasn't true for you know other things right you could have a a, a bubble of, you know, two people in to, your circle. Yeah, two to six people that you yeah. were like, oh yeah, I I trust that we can get together and do this and it'll be safe. Yeah, and like that's harder when you like you know a regular magic event like a good event has sixteen people, right? Right, and you know, like you don't have like your because everyone every time anyone talks about commander they talk about. Well, just you know, rule zero it. Like, whatever, if it's cool with your playgroup. If it's cool with your playgroup. Yeah. There's not really an analogous thing for, like, you know, standard or modern, like, your your four-person playgroup. It's like, no, no, I need eight people, minimum. Right. And, like... <laughs> Especially if you're going to draft. Yeah. And so, like, I think it was just easier to keep Commander going. Yeah. And then, so if someone like walked into a store or saw a friend playing, that person Mm -hmm. was probably playing Commander. Right. And so, like, that's how they got like introduced to the game. Which, you know, and again, it doesn't hurt that like you only really see people playing Commander and then all the mothership is talking about is Commander. Yeah. And right, if you're just coming to the game or being introduced to it, you're like, oh, so Commander's how you play, right? Yeah, because that's all anyone talks about, mm-hmm. and it's like, sure, yeah, commander's how you play. Like so, it, going kind of going back to what I said about like the products being commander focused, it it really was the only way for like a new person to like thinking about it. It really was the only way for a new person to get into magic because they've done away with uh intro decks and planeswalker decks and dual decks and like all these you know 60 card format specific like learn to play and the only 
releases that are a precon now are the commander decks. So if you want to just buy a deck and learn the game, like you're playing commander. Yes. Which is, so. you know, which is fine, but like it does kind of push out a large segment of the player base. And I know you can wow. say, well, 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 commander is the biggest segment, but yeah. if it's 60% of your player base is commander. Yeah. Right. Like it just seems weird that you would cut off 40%. Yeah, like unless that 40% is already gone and now yeah. it's 100%. <laughs> like you got to make the products that people are here for and that if everybody's here for Commander now, then. Yeah. Um. So another big thing is the fact that there's no competitive play. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that like kind of goes back to everyone's playing Commander, but yeah. there's like no... Right, Star City is only doing the arena events, right? Yeah. The the cool thing back when we had coverage, oh, a glorious time, was that <laughs> you would just get to, like, you would get excited for, like, oh, man, it's a modern open this weekend. I can watch people play modern. Yeah. Right? Or, oh, oh hey, it's a, it's, you know, whatever. It's a, a limited GP. Oh, cool. I'll get to see, like, the new, like, limited card, uh, cards in limited. Cool. Right. And like you Check just don't have draft archetypes, watch people that like know how to draft them do the thing. Yeah. But instead, like it's like, hey, do you wanna maybe find this sparsely covered standard event? I mean, Star City's not even doing coverage really for their events anymore. Right. Because no one really cared about watching people play arena. Yeah. And again, no, arena is much more of a like a streaming medium than it is a coverage medium. Yeah. But like you, so like you've lost that, and like with that, I feel like you've lost a lot of like players' motivation. I mean, I think yeah. some of our, I would like to think some of our best shows and maybe like most you know enjoyed shows were like like going either up to an event where we like talked mm-hmm. about like preparation, or yep. especially like coming back and being like, here's how we did, here's like the the goofy fun stuff that we got to do. Right, like, yeah, I know. think like three of our top five shows have been um, either leading up to an event or the recap. Yeah, and like we just don't have that anymore, yeah. and uh, you know, that's that's a problem, right? Like, you mm-hmm. don't have that like buzz and excitement. We talked about yeah. in our in our conversation. We've played some awful standard formats. A yes, ton. <laughs> Uh, so many ton. games of bad standard formats. Right? Like, to try to figure out and get an edge because we were going to drive six hours. Right. And we wanted to day two the GP. Or we wanted to yeah. try to win the PTQ that we we're going to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and drive three hours for. Yeah. I mean, how many games of Oko standard did we play to get ready for the Oko GP? GP? So, so, so many. Way too many. Right? Or, like, how many... How many like energy matchups did we play against? Yeah, an yeah. energy standard, them. or any number of things that you're just like, this was not a great format, but like you played it because, right, you were trying to be ahead of the curve and ahead of that churn, right? Because mm-hmm. the meta game wasn't a hundred percent solved, right? And you were trying to, like, learn something about the format, and like it yeah. doesn't seem like there's. 
there's not that drive or need to learn anything. It's just like, well, I'm going to net deck one of these three decks. I'm going to try to play it as best I can. I'm going to get like a 55% win rate and I'm going to like play a bunch of games and that is going to carry me to Mythic for reasons because I get an extra pack. (laughs) Right? And that's and that's kind of it. Yeah. And like there's not that thing anymore to even when you're like this standard format's not great. But you might be like, oh, but I can play this matchup or I can play my deck and get a little bit better and see Mm -hmm. something a little bit different than I saw before. And like that, that could be valuable. Now it's like, this isn't super fun. The only reason I'm doing this is because it's a game and it should be fun. Right. (laughs) I'm going to go play a fun game now. Yeah, I'm not actually working towards anything. Yeah, like there's no there's no reason for me to put my time in when I'm kind of like, oh, this isn't yeah. super fun. Now, going back to the survey. So it was a survey about like play programs, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay. And so when I did the survey and it was like, um, first it was like basically what events have you played in, right? And basically I had played in like every kind of event that they mm-hmm. listed. Except for a PT. Except for a PT. That was the one I didn't have. Yeah. Just the rub-ins, right? right. So, okay. <laughs> but then it got was close like, a couple times. Got close a couple times. But then it was like, okay, how did you do in these events? Did you win the event? Did you, like, you know, make it to, to prizes or whatever? And it was mm-hmm. things like, you know, uh, Pro Tour qualifiers, uh, Mythic Right, whatever, whatever they were, Mythic Championship qualifiers, yeah. you know, FMs, standard showdowns, uh, just any number of magic events, right? Right. And then they started like naming, like, you know, when you think about like Magic Weekend, like, what do you think about? What do you think the prizes should be for something called Magic Weekend? What do you think about? when you hear magic weekend and one of the options was winnable. And I was like, yep, that sounds winnable to me. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, but, man, magic weekend doesn't sound very winnable to me. It sounds like a bunch of commander nerds. Fair. But like a lot of it was like, like it wasn't like they were, you know, like running out, like, Hey, would you come like to like feel out if people would come back to like high level competitive stuff. It sounded mm-hmm. like they were running out like, all right, how much do we have to give them competitive wise yeah. to make them be quiet? Yeah. Right. Kind of like when during the Innistrad thing, when they were like, oh, hey, we've got something for the competitive players. <laughs> it's store championships are back. And it's like, no, no, no. Only if that's... you have a WPN premium near you. WPN premium. And you can get eight people in a room. Right. Right. It's like, no, no, that's not what the competitive players are looking for, but nice try. Yeah. Right. So like, it's a, like a little scary because it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're like planning for like a bigger thing. Right. It's, it's funny when you like storybook brawl is like kind of doing like a competitive scene. They are. I just got an email today. Yeah. And then you've got, um, Oh gosh, flesh and blood, aka Australian magic, yeah. uh, where like they're holding like you know perhaps ill-advised uh, 
mm-hmm. large in-person events called gathering or not gatherings but the like callings yeah supposedly like i i haven't don't quote me on this i haven't actually looked up the numbers but i heard there was like a thousand people at that event yeah i mean like it seems like some like there's a there is an appetite to like do these kind of things from your players yeah perhaps you should do do these kind of things and it feels like a lot of the like organized play that is getting set up is like ma- some version of like magic's old organized play yeah very much so right and it's like hey you guys had the thing everyone was copying we did but we then we burn it to the ground <laughs> but but why commander it's like no right. you could do both <laughs> right you could yeah. print you could print cards that ruin commander and <laughs> other formats you don't just have to pick one format to ruin golos oh uh, man <laughs> right and so uh there's a there's a new put air quotes hot legacy deck uh Jeskai dwarves or five color dwarves. Yeah, I've heard it called a bunch of things. Dwarf yeah. bugs. Dwarf bugs, yes. Yeah. And we're watching uh, a video on it from uh, our, our my new favorite legacy streamer. I say new, he's been doing it for a while. And said MTG. Yeah. And he was uh, talking about, like, at, at the end, he was like, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's about having fun. Legacy is just like a, a casual format. And sometimes <laughs> you just got to like step back and like have some fun. And I was like, Legacy is a casual format? I don't yeah, man. understand. Like Legacy used to be like the most competitive format right. with like the most enfranchised players. The people have been playing the same deck for like 20 years. Yeah. And, oh, it's just like a cool casual format now. And it's like, ah, what has happened? I remember, like, having to work up my confidence to, like, even sign up for my first Legacy event. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's it's the fun, wacky format. It's like, no. Yeah, you get to play Dwarf Bugs. Yeah. I mean, the deck's not bad. but <laughs> I mean, it seems sweet. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, it's funny how in, like, the course of, like, two or three years right yeah. like like when we went to atlanta mm-hmm. to play in that legacy event like it was everyone's gonna know what they're doing and oh, it was this is like throat, man super serious people yeah. grunted at you for like no reason <laughs> like it was it was a big deal there were judge calls and people got grumpy and like I had now like size complimented yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played against a foiled out Death and Taxes deck and won. It was yeah. a great weekend. I drew a bunch. It was a bad weekend. But <laughs> you like just like you never thought about Legacy as like the cool casual format. It was always a format that someone was super happy they got to get a game. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, yeah, like this is the casual fun format. I'm going to have casual fun with my seven thousand dollar deck no instead you're gonna play a whole bunch of draft commons yes basically all that deck is is draft commons it is it's draft commons and like a magda and a grist 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, even think about like the other decks that are like super good. Like it's like Dragon Rage Channeler is an uncommon. Yeah. And the stuff like that. deck is full of commons. Yeah. But you just like, and you said something when I was like, I was like, oh gosh, this is so sad that Legacy is now the, the casual format. You were like, hey, without organized play, every format's the casual format. It's like, I mean, oh. it is though, right? It is. No, I'm not disagreeing, but it's just like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. And then the thing we've talked about uh, before is there are just too many products. And it's not just that there's too many like sets. There's just too many products in general. Right. Yeah. Like, it's you have to maintain multiple collections at this point, because if we ever get back to playing paper, like you're going to be too far behind. You're going to have to like buy into a complete modern deck instead of you know buying singles as you go. So you have to maintain your paper collection. While also the only way you can play is digitally, so you have to maintain your digital collection. So there's two complete collections you have to maintain, plus two ancillary sets and a reprint set every year, plus three different versions of booster packs. And dude, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. And like part of the problem is, is the cards are that are being printed are. Mm-hmm. So 2019, 2020 right. all the time that you like, you can't just like tune out. Right. You can't be like, well, like I'm, I play modern. I don't have to pay attention to these cards. It's like, oh no, 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 you do. Or, Hey, yeah. I play, I, I want to play legacy. And it's like, yeah, about every other set, they just throw a new deck into the format. Well, yeah. And think about like, the top why? decks in legacy right now. It, they're all decks that are comprised mostly of 2020 cards. Yeah, the like vast majority of modern decks are from War of the Spark forward now. Yeah. Same, and like Legacy is the same. Like Blue Red Delver is just mon- a bunch of Modern Horizons 2 cards. Right. It doesn't even have Delver anymore. <laughs> right? It's just yeah, like, where's, here's- a, where's Cedric with the naming convention? Yeah, but it's just like a bunch of Modern Horizons cards. Yeah. And it just feels like the formats like modern doesn't feel like modern anymore. Like when I see a deck list, I'm just like, oh, all these cards are printed in the last six months. Yeah. And then there's a blood moon. You're like, okay, there's some things that are right. But yeah, there's some fetches. Yeah. So I think it just kind of takes away from what made magic magic. Yeah. Now we've said all these things. And I guess the question is, like, why do we still, like, keep doing the show? And, like, I think we we still like talking about the game. Like, mm-hmm. it's still a very good game. But I think for an old timer like me, you know, it's not as good as it once was. And I don't know how much of that is nostalgia. Yeah. Right. You know, because I know I complained about, like, you know, Abzan control mid range. It's like, oh, this is just all the best cards in these colors. And it doesn't like binder. Yeah, but it's not like a cohesive strategy. And it's like, well, that's just what decks are now. But right. So, you know, but like it just feels like, you know, 
is like we still enjoy the game. We we, mm-hmm. we just wish it was better. But we like and like I would say over this last year and a half, this has been how we've kept in contact with each other. Oh, very much so. Right. I mean, I, I look forward to our uh, our Monday night phone call chat session. Keep up, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's so you know, and you know, it's cool to like have people that want to listen to us talk about magic. Yeah, and, and I whatever else we feel like talking about. Yeah, and whatever this episode. else. <laughs> yeah, and then also like we. So we initially started it right to kind of like help people get better. And yeah, that, that was the uh, the initial premise. And I, I still feel like we do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like, that's still a good goal to have. And one mm-hmm. of the things that like, you know, I feel like was in was in that was we really wanted to try to like give people the confidence and the tools to go from like FNM to a PTQ yeah. or FNM to a GP. And like it sucks. Or just them. Yeah. But it sucks that like that, you know, that like step up from like your local store has kind of been yeah. like cut out from underneath us. Right. And like I keep doing the show because I hope that like things go back to the way they were where there are events that like you're going to like pile your friends in the car on a Saturday yeah. and like drive and get some greasy breakfast. Yeah. Get a greasy breakfast and then get a blooming onion on your way home and yep. like, you know, have a have a day, right? It's almost it's it's nerd golf, right? Like you guys Basically, are like, yeah. yeah, guys are like I'm going to go out and play golf, get away from the family and the responsibilities, right? Yep. And then like, you know, go to the the 19th hole and hang out afterwards and then go home. Yep. And like that's what I hadn't really yeah. thought about that, but that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, and that's kind of what magic, you know, was like. Hey, we're gonna get away for a day, yeah. do this thing that we enjoy, hang out with our friends, not think about work. Yeah, and like you don't, and like that's that's gone. And I hope that that can come back because I think yeah. you know, as people, the cliche is it's not about the magic; it's about the gathering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is probably the biggest thing that's changed because of the pandemic because we don't have the gathering anymore. Yeah. You're just playing. Oh, God. I was just going to say now is a pretty good time to bring this up. I was going to mention it before when you were talking about coverage, but didn't have a chance to. But like some of, you know, the best times I can remember playing the game are, well, number one, you know, traveling to big offense because that was awesome. But you know, just meeting up at somebody's house to prep for an event and having coverage on, like, yeah. you know, jamming some games, working on your sideboard plan, doing whatever, and listening to some, you know, some of the best people that play the game, either play the game or talk about it. And yeah. Like that was awesome. Order a pizza, have a couple of beers. Yeah. I mean, the number of the number of like random weekday nights at Cameron's house, figuring mm-hmm. out like, Anthony's sideboard plan with Mardu vehicles. Yeah. Right? Like that was that was a lot of fun. And that's just not something that we've had. Right. Right? And, you know, I don't know how much of like our the old the old uh, team has, you know, stepped away from the game because of like all the changes versus like the pandemic versus, you know, whatever things. Yeah. But, you know, like we've not had a chance to do that. Mainly pandemic. But yeah. 
but yeah, like those those are the best those are the best times. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, those are things you can't replicate on arena. Right. Right. Like not even we're not, close. Yeah, we're not gonna all get together and like put computers back to back in like a battleship. <laughs> a land uh, party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> land party. Okay, grandpa. People are like like people are, like looking it up and like right now they're Googling that and it's like back in the early aughts. It's like, oh God. Hey uh, man, I remember <laughs> packing my computer up to bring it to my buddy's house so we could play Duke Nukem all night. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's computer is like lightweight and like walks around. It's no, like, no, no, no. This took three people to move. <laughs> SCRT the monitor. weighed as much as I did. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, getting back to being able to do that, like it'd be great to, to be like, I have an event I want to play well at. So I'm going to practice. Yep. Or like the team events where it's like, hey, all six of us have to like have our have our crap together. Yeah. And oh, we'll see what events, we do. Man, I miss team events. Those were so team good. Events were great. They were. They were. So like, you know, the like hopefully we're doing a service to all of you and we've like helped you understand the game better. We help you like enjoy stuff better. We help you make your arena dollars go feather- farther. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys learned something in our, you know, playing in paper series this summer. Yeah. I know and we threw the, a whole bunch of information out. Yeah. And you know, there's the hope that we can things will go back and that we can help you like go to your first GP or yeah. go to your first PTQ or hopefully you know, we can run into whatever. you guys there. Yeah. Or or whatever thing that, like you want to do, you like we hopefully are a resource for you because like mm-hmm. we've often said, like there's. A lot of magic content is aimed at the I want to make the Pro Tour. I want to win the standard challenge on Magic Online. Right. Right. And there's not a lot at the like, hey, like, I just want to feel confident that I can go to this slightly bigger event. And eventually you will graduate to, you know, those podcasts that are like, oh, let's let's get ready for whatever we're going to hopefully have as a pro tour, like top yeah, level events. Spend two hours on my 75th card. Yeah. Which we have totally done. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. So the show's not going anywhere, but just the, the idea that, you know, our, our, our relationship with the game has changed. Drastically. For, yeah. For a number of reasons. And if yours has two, you're not alone. But we can all hold yeah. out hope that, you know, things are never going to go back to 100% the way they were. But they hopefully can get back to a point where, you know, they, where you're like, you know what we're going to do this weekend? We're just going to drive to every game day and win as <laughs> many, and win as many, uh, glory uh, bringer promos. Glory bringers as possible. Let's go. It was right? a great weekend. It was. Like, <laughs> Hey, we're gonna go win as many Azekic chariots promos as possible because that card seems pretty decent. All right, let's yeah. go win Azekic chariots, right? Yeah. Like that, we can get back to some place like that because it was a lot of fun. It and was for, a lot of fun. I forgot all about that weekend. And for all of its flaws, <laughs> for all of its flaws, Magic is can be pretty fun. Yeah, and like that again, Wizards. That's all we want. We want the game to be <laughs> pretty fun. Yep. So, with all that, it sounds like 
Midnight Hunt standard is pretty fun. Yeah, I haven't actually played any standard yet. Neither I, uh, have I. Just I just finished heard. up my last draft. Oh, your last one? How many drafts have you done? Um, I wasn't keeping count. I had, I think I had four thousand or forty thousand gold, and five thousand gems, and I ended up with like sixty packs for, like, however that math works out. Okay, so a pretty good amount. Yeah, a, a, a good amount. I am five. I oh I didn't oh, there it is. I am five drafts in. I have seventeen yeah. packs and a smooth fifty eight percent win percentage. Ooh. With with two had, stinkers uh, in there. <laughs> I had some time to kill this weekend. Uh Priscilla wanted to go to an event in Greenville. So I had some car ride time and some hotel time and some time to kill while she was at the event. So Okay. A little See. bit of free time to play arena on my phone. You did all this on your phone. Okay, you're 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 a wizard. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't easy. I, yeah. I had some bad ones in there because I couldn't quite like I Click. didn't know the cards well enough and I had to keep like like clicking on them to see what the card did and that's kind of awkward on a phone. Yeah. Said so I I only I only have one iPad draft on here. The other f- four are on my computer. But Yeah. So what are your impressions of Midnight Hunt Limited? Um I think it's pretty sweet. I haven't I know you mentioned something in the pre-show about some other people saying that blue black was like hands down the best thing to do. I don't really have the same experience. Um, the best decks that I have drafted have been aggro decks, uh, either white black or white red or um, red black. But I have had some others that were like black green i did i think i had one or two blue black drafts that were fine um i don't think they were quite as powerful as like the decent aggro lists that i drafted um black is definitely an interesting color in this set because like you have a lot of things to do early and there's lots of ways to build incremental advantage and it's also the color with the most decayed stuff and ways to use it. So like once you can kind of wrap your head around how black works in this set, it's really powerful. So I just opened up Twitter because I wanted to find some like, uh, uh, some, some confirmation about the blue black stuff I saw. So Mm -hmm. I saw some people saying that this format is like the worst format in recent memory. Oh, wow. I definitely didn't have that experience. Because of how out of whack Blue Black is? Yeah. And so the first tweet I see, um, they're going to do down... um, There's a chance that uh, this week's limited resources will just be them breaking down Blue Black, every common and important uncommon, and... That's LSV, and he was, like, uh, tweeting. Uh, he was, like, uh, gosh, quote-tweeting himself. You can mm-hmm. do that. It was, like, <laughs> state, up, 
And it, the quote is, stayed up too late forcing Blue Black and got to Mythic number 15 by doing so. Wow. Literally only took Blue and Black cards for 15 to 20 drafts in a row. And wow. it seems pretty good. Some represent, uh, representative decks are attached. And like that is, you know, where where the format seems to be. Hmm. And like we talked about on the pre-show, 17 lands. Yeah. They uh, were talking about... Uh, they track win rate so people can have the 17 lands uh, app or like module to, uh, on their computer program, I think is the right word. There we go. And <laughs> it just tracks your, your deck and your win rates. Mm-hmm. And um, the top five most winning cards, like commons and uncommons, are blue black. Yeah. And like the first, like number six or something is, is a white card is the like soul warden that disturbs into a reverse soul warden. Yeah. Right. So like people were complaining that like the format was bad because of that. Now I've been at lower, um, uh, rank. So Mm -hmm. maybe I've just not seen the like tyranny of blue black. I've not seen a lot of blue black. Yeah. I think I'm only into... I think I'm almost to platinum. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I'm either just in platinum or like I'm gold one. Because yeah. like after my initial like playing of drafts, I don't like play limited anymore. Yeah, I, like, I got reset. Like during the last reset, I don't think I played any limited. So I was like all the way back in bronze zero. Yeah, I was like silver or something. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I hadn't noticed. So maybe the people down there aren't like hard blue black drafting. Yeah. But um So that that is a concern if if that ends up being what ends up happening, right? Cuz like in oh gosh, Dun- the Dungeons and Dragons set AFR like mm-hmm. red black was wildly the best color pair. Yeah. And in Strixhaven, I basically towards the end i tried to like be a disciplined good drafter and draft my seat but mm-hmm. i always wanted to draft a teamer yeah because that was like the best thing to do yeah uh so like i hope there's not like another set that's like you know just kind of a one a one deck format yeah right because that like that gets really old because I'm because it could almost be like three sets in a row, because Keldheim was you were snow, or True. red or red white one drops, yeah, and then Strixhaven was almost like you are teamer, or you're like black white one two and three drops, mm-hmm. so, but I've not seen any of that. Like if you've not done a lot of drafts, apparently you can just take blue and black cards and it works out for you. Yeah, I might um, have to uh, feed some gems in and give that a shot and see what happens. Yeah. I have drafted a couple of blue black decks and they were fine, but like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily think they felt any stronger than like anything else I was yeah. doing. So my, 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 my first blue black deck was a, uh, uh, a sweet sweet uh, two three, yeah, that had six rares in the deck <laughs> or five rares in the deck. Like, yeah. I took six rares total and played five of them. It wasn't like I just played, you know, 
just took random rares I didn't actually play. Yeah. And then I had like a Saltai deck that was somewhere between blue green and blue black. Like it was it was a train wreck. Yeah. And then I was like, fine, I'm gonna be red white aggro. Seven wins easy. <laughs> I was like, oh, we could just do that. We can just go one, two, three, and then win the game, is what uh James has taught me. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, like I think the day night mechanic is fine but it's a little weird and limited like it feels like you like oftentimes you kind of get stuck yeah right where you're where like whatever you're on especially like later in the game Mm -hmm. right you're like oh we're on night i have a five drop or a four drop i can't cast two things I guess we're still on night. Go. Yeah. It, it's definitely easy to get stuck. And I've also found it's kind of easy to get stuck the other way too. Because like you get to a point where you have some stuff that like needs to flip, but you can't not cast a spell. Exactly. Because you, if you cast a spell, you just get too far behind. Yeah. Like you can't skip your turn to to flip it yeah and so you just kind of get like stuck in a weird in a like in an unadvantageous kind of position but like the like i think the red green decks are fine like they can just be like right sometimes you just outsize everything right um but yeah it, it seems from my experience in my rank, I think the format's fine. There seems like there's a reasonable yeah. amount of variety. I haven't I seen like a lot of things that are outclassed or like like out outside of like a reasonable like range. Yeah. Where it's not like, oh man, this deck is like totally unplayable. Or like, you know, other than my soul tide deck, but that's not me. It's my fault. <laughs> I did that. I was bad. But, like, it's not like, oh, man, like, this deck seems really bad or this deck seems way, way better than everything else. Yeah. So, uh, I don't... So, from my point of view, it seems good. Like, I had a, had a really good, like, blue-red spells deck. Like, that deck seemed to put, come together nicely. Mm-hmm. Red-white uh, seems to be viable. I don't know if that's just, like, the result of uh, playing Premier Drafts. Yeah, that could be also. And That's like, all I play is premier drafts. Yeah, like I think red white feels good in those because it's basically the deck. A lot of time is like, do you have a removal spell? And yeah. like, if you don't draw a removal spell in like the first like four turns, you He's just dead. lose the game. Yeah, they go like yeah. one, two, three, killer bounce a thing, right, and then yeah. you get in for a bunch of damage. Like white also has in this set a bunch of ways to kind of like rebuild and get card advantage. Yeah. Like there's the uh, that four drop that gets cheaper. And he's a two two, and then like he draws a card. Like that's a good way to refill. And like the two two body is not just worth nothing. Um, there's also a bunch of ways to make it bigger in white to like make use of the smaller bodies. The Gavany um, weapon guy, like the two three for like three and a white that puts a plus uh, one plus one counter. Smith. Silversmith that puts a plus one plus one counter on 
up yeah. to two target creatures. Yep. Right, like that card is really solid. Yep. Like my red white deck, like that was the top end. That was the top of mm-hmm. my curve. Was three of those. Yep. And it was just like, I think all right, that's perfectly fine. Like I'm gonna play a bunch of little things, and my goal is to just like get in a couple attacks and then steal the last couple points of damage. Yeah. And again, that might just be a a best of one thing where you can't like adjust. Yeah. Um. Later, uh, like in sideboarded games, but like I've the also blue- had a bunch of. Oh, good. I was, I was just gonna say I've also had a bunch of the white decks that just won with a uh, the one drop Soul Warden into mm-hmm. an unruly mob into the three drop enchantment that like makes a dude every turn. I don't know. I don't know what that enchantment is. Yeah, it's like Cathar or something or other. At the end of each of your turns, you just make a one one human. Okay. But it's like infinite chump blockers that make your unruly mob like extra unruly and it gains you a life to like pad your life total like just those three cards have won me a ton of games and i think they're all commons yeah i've i have not seen i have not seen that uh that uh enchantment but i'm sure i've just looked looked over it yeah like, like the, two and a white for an okay aura. oh that you enchant oh yeah that i okay i know what that is okay 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 yeah Yep. Yeah, I was thinking it was just like an enchantment, not an oh, aura. No, yeah, it's an aura, sorry. That's fine. Um the like the ramp decks seem reasonable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh the format feels like it should be super grindy because of disturb. Yeah. And it kinda is. It can be. So There's like there's enough incidental graveyard hate where I think the disturbed isn't overpowering. Because, like, the blue-white deck is really strong, too. Like, all of your stuff comes back, and there's not very many, like, good playable flyers outside of those colors. Yeah. So you can just kind of, like, have the blue-white skies kind of deck and be yeah. and be good. Yeah. And, like, all your, all your stuff clogs up the ground and then comes back and flies. That's not really my play style. I haven't played a ton with it, but yeah. it is a thing you can do. I did have one draft that was blue-white, and it seemed good. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I don't know how it is, like I said, up in, like, Mythic Land. But yeah. down here where I assume a lot of us are at least starting. Yeah. Right? Like, it seems like a pretty solid format. Trying mm-hmm. to think, like, the if there's anything. Like, I think the blue bounce spells are way better than I thought they would be. Yeah, right, the tempo usually, is important. Yeah, usually I don't play like bounce spells a lot, but yeah. like the, uh, was it Geist Wave, and yeah. then the uncommon one, the yeah. the one mana one, the, just the unsummon, like were pretty solid. Um, yep. I I know it's a rare, but the uh, red uh, three drop that's uh, a two three. That yeah, that thing's really good too. Give, gives a creature haste. Yeah. Right, and then flips into a bigger thing. Like that card mm-hmm. is so so good. Like it's constructed playable. Yeah, I'm playing. I just built a Rakdos deck with it for standard. Yeah, like that card is silly good. Yep. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other things that I was just like, oh, that's way better than I thought it was going to be. How many times have you lost to that green enchantment? Green enchantment. What, yeah, it's the, like one green, green, green. I. It, Every combat, it doubles the power and toughness of all your creatures. 
I have lost to that like no times. Oh, I've lost to it like three times. Every single time I've seen it, I've lost the game. Weird. It does it every combat, not just on your combat. Yeah, so you can't attack in because they have giant. They have a giant thing. Yeah. It's like all of your things are just giant, giant. Yeah, yeah. No, I I actually passed one of those because I was like, I don't want one green, green, green or whatever. Like, yeah. like I don't know if I could ever cast that in a in a deck. I will say again, my this format has like one of my pet peeves. It's like, yo, you want mana fixing? Here's an evolving wild. Just figure it out. Yeah, and I'm just like, mana uh, fixing's pretty abysmal in this set. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh man, like I'm glad I'm playing this like, you know, eight eight in an evolving wilds mana base. Yay. Yeah. Like I do take evolving wilds probably higher than I should. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I want to be able to cast my spells. I don't ever see them. Like, I've done a lot of drafts where I've never even seen one. Yeah. I try to take them when I see them. But yeah. it's it's one of those things I'm like, I want to be able to cast my spells. Can I please cast my spells? Yeah. P- please, wizards, let me cast my spells. Um, I think that, like, it's weird. Some of the, like, gold flashback cards that are rare just don't mm-hmm. feel like they're rares. Yeah. Like, the black-white one feels like an uncommon... It basically is an uncommon. The blue-black... Is the blue-black one a rare? The one that, like, you look at the top three of your opponent's deck? Yeah, that one's a rare. The blue-black uncommon is sacrifice a bunch of creatures. And oh, yeah. Ex- yeah, you get a big thing. Yeah. Uh, Decade is weird. Decade is weird. Like it, uh, the decayed zombies are certainly worth less than an actual zombie, but I also think they're worth more than wizards costed them at. They might be just because of like the number of things that need to f- you need to feed zombies to. Yes. So they just enable a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right. Like you get this, you get this weird situation where you're like, oh, there's this vivisection. I want to mm-hmm. take this. But then you also have to have creatures to feed to it. Yeah. So well, you're like that, uh, the mind rot that makes a zombie is mm-hmm. like 100% main deck playable, like two copies, and I wouldn't even think twice about it. Okay, I've not played that one. The, like say- the format's dirtily enough that, like on turn three or four or whatever, you don't mind casting it, and your opponent definitely still has cards in their hand. Mm-hmm. And then you get a zombie that you can sack to like kill a thing or whatever you're going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, there's a, they've stapled like the in, the zombies on a bunch of like reasonable cards. Yeah. To like make other things work, and I mean that is just a a reasonable ish card. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, even like if you only get one card, or you even if you don't get anything, like. I guess three mana for like a disposable zombie is fine. It's not great. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't basically. It basically never has like a fail case where it does stone nothing. Right. Like I, I've been. I mean, I haven't been picking it super high, but I've been playing in the black decks like two copies of the one mana exile a card from a graveyard, make a zombie flashback. Yeah, rotten farm or something. Yeah, whatever it is. 
Yeah. I've been playing like two copies of that in most of my black decks and it's been fine. Like you tag a thing that's scary coming back out of the graveyard. That's like icing on the cake. But all I want it for is to make a decayed zombie to like turn on a one mana removal spell or sacrifice to a more cut, whatever that giant seven, six menace guy is. Oh yeah. That you like, like it's like four mana. If you have a thing to sacrifice five mana, if you have a sacrifice thing. Yeah. Yeah, where you're just like, I just need fuel. I just yeah. need something. I don't care what it is. Yep. Yeah. No, like they they definitely fill a role in the format, but they are like they are less than a card, but they're maybe more than half a card. Yeah. I think they're more like I said, I think they're more than what wizards costed them at. Yeah. I mean, at some point they're just like shock. Yeah. Right. Early in the game they're shock. Mm-hmm. because no one wants to block them. Like, right. No one wants to like take their 3-2 that they played 3 mana for and throw it in front of your 2-2 that yep. you paid no mana for because you just got some other random effect. Right, you cast a Wind Drake and got it. Yeah, and it's like, well, I don't... like I can't... This is a trade I can't make. Mm-hmm. But they're going to take 2 from it, which, you know over the course of the game that happens two or three times yeah. like now now you're playing a different game it's like oh now i'm at 14 yeah and they've not had to put like creatures they care about at risk and right. when they can't attack anymore you can just be like all right i guess i will vivisection this or what yep. eaten alive use it to sacrifice to eaten alive or any number of of things yep. and i mean there are like oh i had a meat hook massacre. Oh, lucky! I haven't even seen one yet. Uh, that was in my deck that went poorly. Uh, I was oh. splashing the double black. Yay! Oh, yeah. Hey, I had I had fixing. I had I had enough. But um, <laughs> right, like with your decayed zombies, and you just attack, and you're just like, yeah. oh, I guess I'll get in for two with my decayed zombie. Plus, it'll die and it'll trigger. Yeah, I had uh, one game in one of my green black decks where I just saved up decayed zombies for a couple turns and swung like four of them at once and then cast the green black uncommon creature, the zombie bear that eats things like or whatever. Eight, seven. Oh, well, it cares cause... about things dying. Yeah. So all the yeah. Decayed zombies died. And then it was just giant trample on like turn five. Yeah. So they are, they are better than we thought. But mm-hmm. not like a classic zombie. Like it would, it wouldn't have fixed. It maybe it would have fixed. It what if uh, Field of the Dead made decayed zombies? Oh, that would have been much better, right? Like you wouldn't be able to like stabilize the board with it. Yeah. And like you know, making two zombies would only get you four damage as opposed to like eight or twelve. Right. Right. You you would still lose to the like. Plus the fairy escape shift on your end step. Yeah. Like make, you know, 10 zombies. Yeah. But you could also like not lose to, you know, I can never attack on the ground. Play a land for turn, play play a land for turn. The I can never attack on the ground issue. It's like every land's two damage. It's kind of like a bad Valakut. As -hmm. opposed to this land might be six damage over three turns. Yeah. Then it's a super Valakut. Right. So that'd be interesting if they had made it a decayed zombie. Yeah. But, 
That ship has sailed. Well, maybe they'll change it for historic on arena only. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's not great. <laughs> it's legendary. It makes decayed zombies. Yeah, it'll be better. No. So, I don't think there's... Were there any... There's, oh, gosh. Were there any cards that like I wish we would have talked about? I thought that there was one. Uh, um, I, w- I meant to ask you about the black two-mana enchantment that makes a zombie if a creature died. Oh, it only makes it one per, only one per turn? Yeah. The the one blue deck, or uh, black blue deck that I played against that I thought, oh, this, this was a much better deck than mine, um, played a copy of that, and I just got buried by it. I I mean, that, or, like, to be played against the uh, the blue enchantment that whenever you cast a spell from your graveyard make a bird oh no i haven't seen that oh my gosh i just they had the like frost enchant uh the frost spell the blue green like frost thing put a counter on something i just got frosted like four times and they cast like Mm -hmm. uh, another spell out of their graveyard and i just like lost to like an army of birds yeah i was just like dear god i played it it's on video i'm like oh that's not super bad. They don't have any spells in their graveyard yet. And then I was like, oh, I guess I just lost to that stupid enchantment like 10 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, huh. Like, there wasn't anything I could do about it. Yeah. But, like, I could have bounced it, which when it comes into play, it makes a bird. So that just wouldn't yeah. have accomplished anything. Right. It's like, oh, I guess I'm losing to this thing. Bummer. Like, it was pretty solid. Like, it's like a big time build around, but it is. Yeah super duper good when you do have like you know four or five flashback spells which there are a ton of flashback spells in the set there are like i mean with that card like even like mediocre ones like secret of the key or whatever is perfectly fine yep um i can't think of anything else off the top of my head that we like outright missed uh just to bring something to people's attention like we didn't talk about the the red wrath in the in our like in our set review, oh, burn down the house. Yeah. yeah, and that seems like it's going to see a lot of play. Yeah, as like the split card of deal five to everything, and make power and toughness. Yeah, for when well, like see that card was kind of tricky because when you look at it, like the at first it says deal five damage to everything, but then like the much bigger block of text is explaining the like one, one devils and like every card we've had that makes one, one devils has been awful. So you just see that big block of text about devils and you're like, Oh yeah, this card's garbage. Yeah. Where no, it's like hour of devastation or whatever. It's hour of devastation with not dead against control decks. Right. So that is something to keep in mind. Is it that card, you know, going into standard is better than we had like perhaps realized early on. Yeah. Also cute interaction that uh, Casey getting talked about Azika's chariot with mm-hmm. um, red and seven. You make your tree folk, then you attack oh, with your and Azika's chariot and then you copy it and you make, you make another giant tree folk. That's spicy. I was like, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Huh. So, 
just a thing to like think of that like that might end up being like what what standard decks kind of like what some standard decks kind of build themselves around. Yeah. So hard to interact with too. Yeah. Right. It's like a it's an artifact and a uh, and a planeswalker. So not exactly the easiest things to like deal with. And I mean, if you get like one five five out of the deal, yeah, like that's amazing. And they're also both things you can hit with the new uh, Genesis ultimatum. Yeah. So just hmm. just a thing to keep in mind. Like you could go like kind of a a bigger like blue green rampy style deck. And yeah. Try to play that. You know sneak into the festival break into the festival there yeah. are some festivities and like <laughs> like try to do that a little bit early and you know you know hit, hit both pieces and be like well we've done it we're good yeah so with all of that i think we have a show we do it was a uh, an hour and a half this time instead of four hours not too yeah, bad not too bad at all much more workable yeah. Sorry, sorry for you, those of you who uh, have an eight-hour shift and only get us for like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a, a normal sixth, amount of time, a sixth of it, as opposed to half of it. Yeah, or whatever. But um, if you have any thoughts about how your relationship has changed the magic, or you kind of like, you know, agree with us, or or want to talk about like how magic has changed for you, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Um, I would appreciate it if you let me know what's happening at your LGS. Um, I'm genuinely interested to see, you know, if this is my frustrations locally or if this is something everybody's dealing with. I tend to think it's something everybody's dealing with, but let me know if you've been to your LGS and are seeing similar things or not. Let me know what's firing near you, what kind of events are happening, what kind of players you got. Um, you can do that on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG or through email show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com or in our Discord. Uh, there's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. Hop on in there. Let's have a conversation about it. Um, I really, like I said at the top of the show, I kind of hate to keep bringing this up. And like, I hope this is going to kind of, you know, let me vent a little bit and put this to bed. But. I have a feeling that's probably not going to happen. So let's talk about it in Discord. Um, as I said earlier, we also have our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. We would appreciate it if when you were buying singles, you followed that link first. Um, pick up some of the stuff from Standard that's rotating. Pick up some new Midnight Hunt stuff. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link will get a small percentage of to help keep the show going. And if you want to support us more directly, we have our uh, patron at patreon.com slash casual MTG. Throw a couple bucks in the pot, get access to our show notes, access to our pre-show, and get on our mailing list for the Patreon givebacks. There's some sweet stuff coming up, so throw a couple the, bucks in the pot. The, uh, the, ne the next, the next giveback is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought they were pretty cool, so... Stay tuned for that. Make sure you sign up and get on my mailing list, and I'll send some out to you guys, too. Sounds good. And with that, we'll catch you at FNM? Uh, hopefully at some point we will catch you at FNM.